Welcome to Cole Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to touch on the Jaguars and Titans. Ooh, that was a brutal game in Jacksonville. We're also going to talk about Jalen Ramsey, since we're talking about the Jaguars. Go in with him. Have a dote of the week that I think you're going to love. And we're going to put upon further review the quarterback carousel. It's been an interesting year already for quarterbacks and much more. But for right now, let's get to the headlines. Dateline Jacksonville. Or Duval! The Jaguars and Titans meet for the first time this year, and on Thursday night, it was an absolute snore fest. How much of one? Well, the Jaguars beat the Titans 20 to 7, but the Titans' offensive line decided to take a nap all game long. Why? Because the team that is known as Saxonville. Put Mariota on the ground, well, more than this, but in sack mode, put him on the ground nine times. Well, I guess that now means that the Titans have to tighten up, (laughs) tighten up their offensive line. That absolutely was... We interrupt this regularly scheduled programming for this special report. This just into the Cold Sports News Desk. Antonio Brown has been released from the New England Patriots. Oh, I'm so sorry. Antonio Clown. And why has he been released? Well, it has been, how can we say it? A fortuitous bounce for the accuser of Mr. Brown, who has been accused of raping, sexually assaulting, and sexually harassing a former trainer by him sending text messages to Miss Brittany Taylor, the accuser of Brown of said offenses. Now, I'm not going to read the texts because, well, one, his English shorthand is absolutely atrocious, and two, why even dignify the statements that he has said with any type of glow-up or remark? All you need to know is this. So during the time he became a patriot, Taylor issues the the civil suit, mind you, civil suit of a rape charge. A few days after, there was a report that came actually this past Friday that said that Brown texted his accuser and basically was saying something to the ilk of how dare you lied on me and why would you do this? And even said some nasty and threatening things toward Taylor's family. Well, the Pats saw all of that, and I'm sure Kraft, Belichick, and Brady all put their heads together and said, let's get this clown out of our organization. And so they did. And I'm proud of them for making this this stance and this statement. Why am I proud of them? Because you have to take a stance against stupidity like him. And why? Because here is the deal. This is directed to all of you who thought that Antonio Brown was being intelligent in his moves ever since he was a Raider. 
So he gets on the Raiders and he signs a 30, well, he signs a contract where he's going to earn a $30 million guarantee. But it is all contingent on the fact that he takes a snap for the team. Well, the day before the regular season begins, he takes no snap and the guaranteed contract has been voided because he is performing conduct detrimental to the team. So that happens. Brown asks for his release, along with the fact that he decided to curse out and chew up and down and have a screaming match with the general manager of the Raiders, Mike Mayock, film and record a conversation that was private that he had with head coach John Gruden and only attend three practices in the six months he was a Raider. Now, if you were to do any of those things, not all of them, if you were to do any of those things VIP at your job, would you still be employed? I know this. If I were to do any of those things on my job, I wouldn't be employed. But guess where Mr. Brown was on September 7th, 2019? He did all of those things before that date, and he was still a Raider. So after the guarantee has been voided, he has to be out. He gets out. He summarily gets brought on by the Patriots, who then, well, they have a wait-and-see approach. All of this starts to happen, the rape allegations, and then the interview that they had with Miss Taylor that went on for 10 hours earlier this week precipitated then the text message exchange well one-sided text message exchange later this week which brought forth the pink slip a second time in a two-week span now you can paint this all in a wonderful bow and say that brown is being ostracized he's being he's being hated on no he's doing this all on his own because as last count he was due to get $30 $30 million, or technically $29.125 million. All he had to do was take a snap for the Raiders. He was going to get that money this year. He didn't take a snap. He acted a fool and a butt, and he got put off the team. Then he signed a one-year, $15 million contract, $9 million of a guarantee with a $10 million signing bonus, I believe. And then year two, if he were to be a Patriot into 2020, he was due to get a $20 million guarantee. So he would have gotten $30 million guaranteed in a two-year span instead of the $30 million guarantee he had in one year for the Raiders. And he screws that up. And what is he going to get for all of his troubles of finagling his way into being in Boston with the Patriots from not being in the Bay Area with the Raiders? He earned. Now, he was due to get $5 Monday if he was a part of the Patriots organization. By then, it didn't happen. He got the pink slip three days prior. So, of course, Brown in his feelings, I'm sorry, clown in his feelings, he decided to tweet that He is sick and tired of the owners owning everything and doing whatever they will. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, sir, but uh, the 32 people who own these teams, they have the most at stake because, well, 
It's in the title. They own the team. So if you own the team, you get to do whatever you so desire. Now, your gripe is not with the owners. Your gripe is with the NFL Players Association because they have not argued well enough that you all deserve guaranteed money. So if you're going to draw your ire at any place, you draw your ire to them, not the owners, the Players Association. A.K.A. the weakest organization in professional sports. That's your gripe. Take it up with them. That is if you want to continue to play. Now, if you want to continue to be a buffoon like you have been outwardly the last month plus, and really the way you have been the last few years, and I'm talking about way back to starting in, what, 2015? If you want to still be that buffoon, be my guest but know that now pittsburgh covered your tracks they swept up your crap they were great poopa scoopers for you now you don't have a poopa scooper the steelers didn't want your act there anymore because you want to dress up like superfly when you didn't get your way and toss gatorade barrels because after having a five catch 80 yard day you still weren't targeted enough in that game how stupid is that any victory i may add so they got sick and tired of that act. They trade you to the Raiders. Then you decide to do stupid stuff. And I mean outlandish stupid stuff, which gets you off the team. Now you try to be the, the upstanding citizen with the Patriots. Unfortunately, your past, I guess, had to catch up with you. And then to put insult to injury, you decide to contact the accuser. Somebody in your camp should have taken all your phones and all the other electronic devices at your disposal and said to you, clown, stop. Don't contact anybody. Don't do anything. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth to the media. Shut your mouth to social media. Shut your mouth everywhere. Just focus on the pads, the helmet, and the pigskin. And nothing else. Unfortunately, your team must be getting as much entertainment from your actions as I am because they didn't do anything. They just let you hang yourself to dry. And now with all of the NFL looking at you and all of the non-NFL looking at you, your act is done. Period. Will you play again? Possibly. Do we want to see you play again? I really don't give a crap. And I think I speak for many when I say that. All we want to do is to see you be, well, accountable for something. Why don't you actually surprise us all and do that? Huh? No, no, no. In instead, everybody is against you. Instead, it's all everyone else's fault. Instead, you are not to blame in Antonio Brown's world. Well, let me tell you this, Mr. Clown. You had $30 million getting ready to be put into your account on September the 8th or 9th, I should say. Now, two weeks later, you only get $158,333. Does that sound intelligent to you? Because it sounds completely ridiculous to me. This has been a special report from Cole Sports. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming 
already in progress. If he wants to ball, fine. You know, look, Curry, ball. Ball your butt off. Because I already know in the Olympics is going to be all the big-time guns coming to Tokyo. And you're going to do your thing. Congratulations. I hope that you finally get your Olympic dream to come true. Cook when you get your chance, homie. Later, we're going to talk about all the quarterbacks seemingly having issues staying on the field. And upon further review, we have a really good dolt of the week, or I should say a really bad one, depending on your way of looking at things in life. But immediately following the break, Jalen Ramsey and Duval has that pairing come to an end. Oh, I'm gonna go If the pain that you're suffering is so unbearable, so painful, so bad, so horrendous that you just simply can't see the forest for the trees, literally, that all you can feel is heartbreak and loss. Well, I have a free audio for you. It is titled How to Heal from Heartbreak. Let it all come to you so you can be about the business of healing. Today is a new day. Claim it at getoverdivorce.org. So when we think about Jalen Ramsey and Duval County, Florida, we think of a perfect marriage between a player and a community. So why am I talking about this marriage? (laughs) I'm glad you asked because I'm about to go set the scene shall we this past sunday the jaguars played the texans in houston so they were in nrg stadium they played the texans the defending afc south champions tough they matched them physicality for physicality they had a chance to win the game but leonard Fournette of the jaguars the running back for the team was one yard short in the two-point conversion following the the touchdown to put them down 13 to 12 with less than a minute to go in the game well, before that, there was tension that was between the head coach, Doug Marone, and aforementioned player, Jalen Ramsey. Both were pretty much, eh, really nothing to see here. 
in post-game press conferences. But then it was leaked afterwards that he wanted to go. Now, that didn't come out of his mouth, but that was leaked. And while Ramsey loves the community and said as much, he is open to whatever comes his way. Well, don't take my word for it. Listen to what he had to say. Quote, let's be clear about something in regards to that. I did not leak that information. Me and my agent, we're not the ones who leaked that information. And I was very strict about that because I did not want it to get out. I didn't want to be a distraction. I didn't want everybody asking my teammates all types of questions throughout the week. So let me be real clear. Me and my team, we were not the ones to leak that information because I thought about my teammates. I thought about stuff like that. So y'all need to ask the other side or whoever. Close quote. Ramsey went forth and explained himself further. Quote, I wanted to talk as soon as I could today because I really don't want it to be a distraction for my teammates getting ready for a game on Thursday. And right now, I'm still a part of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm happy about that. And I'm getting ready for the game as well. That's where my focus is right now. I've been in the meetings. I've been in my notes. I've been getting ready for our walkthroughs and our practices and everything that we've got to do out there. Close quote. So the talk has gone onward in this vein. So it was proven by Ramsey being right, actually, that this was leaked out. This was something that the Jaguars organization leaked out. So they leaked that information that he wanted to be traded. Then there was news that they were looking for suitors and there was there was reportedly up to five suitors who wanted to actually have Ramsey on their team. Then later this week. The owner of the Jaguars said, no, 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 no. I want you to be the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. And then late in the midnight hour of this week, it was brought forth to us all that the Jaguars ain't trading Ramsey. (laughs) So it looks like it is Duval or bust, at least for now. For the man who came into this year's training camp with Ha Ha Davis driving the Brinks truck and Ramsey coming out the back of the van and truck, basically foreshadowing he wants to be paid. Now, I have said this about the Jaguars in general. This team is really talented. This team has a lot going for them. But the question is their mentality. What's between their ears? That is what's going to make them go far. Now, if they're all focusing at one or and they look like how they look Thursday, then they can go very far, especially if that defensive front can put pressure on quarterbacks like they did the Titans Mariota all that game, much more than the nine sacks they recorded. But as good as they looked against the Titans, they can look just as horrendous like they did against the Chiefs because that offense that, that offense was okay. But that defense surrendered more than 400 yards of offense. So it is about if the team can be focused. Now, they have Gardner Minshew, the backup quarterback for the Jaguars, the the underrated star from Washington State who loves to dress up at jorts and, from what I understand, uh, stretch in a compromising way before games. I'm not going to go into it. They have some good things going for them. Unfortunately, uh, the tete between Marone and Ramsey, and if you didn't see it, basically teammates were ushering Marone away from Ramsey. Normally, normally, if a team 
has the trust in somebody, they trust the person not going ham and they distrust the person who possibly would. And in this case, the team did not trust in Marone in keeping his cool. So that's telling. So the team backs Ramsey. So the team loves him. The community loves him. And he seems to love the community. However, there's a disconnect. And that disconnect is found with Marone. So you have Ramsey, who is a verbose guy, extremely confident, almost bordering cocky, because he believes that he could shut down corners. And he can. I mean, heck, I think in, in the press conference Thursday, he mentioned, well, you know, Sunday I played against, to me, the best wide receiver in the NFL, and I held him. So why not? He has the confidence to actually do any and everything humanly possible to play the cornerback position. However, this guy who believes he could play it man to man is saddled with a coach who is all about having him be in a zone. So you have a player with a philosophy that is a little different than what the coach wants to employ. And when you have that, that's a little dangerous. But that's very dangerous. So where does that leave Ramsey? Well, it, it leaves Ramsey with being disgruntled because he just wants to win. And I think if he does have a campaign this year, like he did two years ago, then he might be a little more satisfied. However, I think even if the Jaguars were to go 11 and five, like they did in 2017, I think this one would be a little bit different because, well, Marone was new. And I think they still probably employed a little bit of man to man defense. Now, uh, not so much. But you have three different dissenting opinions that I'm hearing. Ramsey, who wants to win, doesn't matter where. A coach that I think he really does not have the faith in the talent. And then the owner who wants to pay the guy to stay. When you have these different directions for your team, normally that spells trouble for the whole organization. Will they go far? Hmm, Probably not. Can they go far? Yes, but they have to get to a singular flashpoint, a singular focus. Like they were in 2017, they were Saxonville. Yeah, they had a horrible quarterback in Blake Bortles. They had the running back and rookie Leonard Fournette. They had an offensive line that felt disrespected, but they proved that they could be up to the task. And they had a defense that just dominated at the front. And then they had, of course, Jalen Ramsey, who played the shut down half the field role like a Deion Sanders or Darrell Revis or Champ Bailey. Whatever the Jaguars decide to do, they have to be one. Can they be? That is the question. But judging from what I'm seeing, the answer that I that I am coming to is no. They're not strong enough to become one. Because they they're going to hurt themselves. All of them are going to hurt themselves. And I don't want to see that. But unfortunately for the Jags, they may need to let Ramsey go. And the fact that they don't want to do it, they may be delaying the inevitable. Come back, the adult of the week. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a doozy. 
You've tuned into the classiest sports show on the planet. Cool Sports! From the vault, a look back at a key moment in sports history. September 21st, 1986. A rather nondescript game between the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets turned into one of the most explosive offensive performances in NFL history. With Dan Marino completing 30 of 50 passes for 448 yards and six touchdowns, He still was outdone by his opponent, Ken O'Brien, throwing 29 of 43, 479 yards and four touchdowns, including the game winner right here. Dick Enberg, Merlin Olsen, take it away. Take the Hector O'Brien going for it all to Walker. Teams combined for 884 net yards passing and by one yard broke the record then set by the Chargers and the Bengals only four years before. And this was the only NFL overtime game which more points was scored than any other save for one. The November 27, 1983 tilt when the Seahawks beat the Chiefs 51 to 48. The Jets and the Dolphins put forth an error assault for the ages on this date at the Meadowlands in 1986. From the Vault, brought to you by Cool Sport! Hey, you. You want to write? Uh, you're a blogger. Do you feel the need that you can express yourself, but you want to do so through manuscript? Or are you a journalist? Well, come on down to The Breaks Media. We are looking for bloggers just like you. And it doesn't matter what field in which you want to write in. We want to see you and your words put on paper. Well, put on virtual paper. Just go on to thebreaksmedianetwork.com or email thebreaksmedia at gmail.com and we We'll be glad to receive your request and put you on the fast track to have your words be read 
by thousands of people. The Breaks Media, we're looking for writers just like you. You want to purchase shirts that actually say something that give you that appearance of being important, of wearing basically your heart as well as, well, your belief on your sleeve or on your shirt. Well, come to the Christian T-Shirt Company. We have all of what you're looking for. You can find that store at ColdSportsWithTheZ.com. Johnson here. Let's get that two-stepping away from here. Let's get down to business. Don't of the week. Don't of the week is sponsored by nobody, but we still are going to give it to you straight with no chaser. The winner of this episode's Don't of the Week is. Pirates reliever Felipe Vasquez. And why is he this episode's Dota of the Week? I am so glad you asked. He has received this award for the following. You see, Vasquez has been arrested for soliciting a child for sexual acts. And this is reported by the Florida Department of Law Enforcement or FDLE. Now, as the USA Today Article states, agents from the FDLE and Pennsylvania State Police took the 28-year-old Vasquez into custody in Pittsburgh this past Tuesday morning on one count of soliciting a child for unlawful sexual conduct using computer services or devices and one count of providing obscene material to minors. Now, he's also facing four more charges in Westmoreland County, Pennsylvania, which would be statutory sexual assault, unlawful conduct with a minor, Corruption of minors and indecent assault of someone less than 16 years old. Now, his bail was denied Tuesday and he's being held in Allegheny County Jail. He has extradition hearing and it's set for next week, according to the count records. The Pirates president, Frank Coonley, had this statement to issue earlier this week about this Paul firebrand. Quote. Today, we were made aware of an active law enforcement investigating involving Felipe Vasquez and his subsequent arrest. We take this matter and these charges in particular extremely seriously. We have informed the commissioner's office of the investigation and arrest. The commissioner's office will immediately place Felipe Vasquez on administrative leave 
and as a result, restricted list. Pursuant to the joint Major League Baseball slash Major League Baseball Players Association policy, we need to be respectful to all involved in the ongoing legal proceeding. As a result, the organization, our staff, and players cannot comment any further at this time. Close quote. Now, the FDL said its investigation began last month when agents began being aware of a sexual relationship between him and then a 13-year-old female victim. Now she's 15. The two continued having a relationship over text messages and the child received the video two months ago from Vasquez and it was him performing a sexual act. The suspect also sent texts insinuating that the two would meet up after baseball season for sex. Following the arrest, police seized electronic devices that will be examined as part of this investigation. Now on the diamond. Vasquez is a back-to-back All-Star. He saved 65 games over the past two seasons. He has a 2.22 ERA with 179 strikeouts in 126 appearances. Last week, he and fellow reliever Kyle Crick were involved in a locker room confrontation that resulted in Crick being injured. Now, Vasquez went by the name of Felipe Rivero until he legally changed his name last year to match that of his sister. Son... You're 28. Well, you're 28 now. You were 26. What does a 26-year-old have to do with a 13-year-old sexually? Answer that for me. Because that's ridiculous. You are a grown man, son. A grown man. What is wrong with you? A grown man is not supposed to put himself in a sexual situation upon a teenage girl. You're supposed to protect girls like her. Not rape them! See, you need to get out of my face because you're full of Sports has undergone technical difficulties. Please stand by. The host has lost his mind over a pedophile softball. Please stand by. The host cannot understand why a grown man can't keep it in his pants for a girl. Please stand by. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. Get me to the next subject Now From an arm in one way Getting himself out the paint To other arms doing the same But for less nefarious reasons Upon further review Is next We don't have just the 
oh, I've been knowing him for six months. That's my dog mentality. No, we built a foundation for our friendship and our brotherhood to stand on so that even if business just totally removed itself from our relationship, that's going to still be my brother. Owner, influencer, and the host of Change the Subject, BJ of Dare Go BJ, reveals himself on Revelations. That's on Pippa.io and all major podcast directories. talk about week five wow i mean the time just flies by week five of the ncaa football slate week four of the nfl slate will be on hand we'll of course talk about the thursday night game that will precede the rest of the week's slate of games the nhl and the nba seasons are about to start their preseason we'll touch on that a little bit as well as go in on the subject of course, have the dope of the week, and we're going to, of course, put another subject upon further review. That is for the last episode of September, but for the third episode of September, which is this one, we're not done. Not by a long shot. Normally, you're excited to see the NFL product on the field return, and here we are. We're in the throes of the latter part of September, and now we've had at least two full weeks of games played. And now we're into week three, but we already are seeing injuries take place at the quarterback position. Who's injured and how do you think the NFL is going to adjust from said uh, issue? We will talk about that in upon further review. Trevor Simeon, Nick Foles, Sam Darnold, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger. What do those five quarterbacks have in common? Well, those that I've listed have injury in common. Unfortunately, we're not going to see these signal callers on the field for a long period of time. And for some, we probably won't see them all for the rest of this year. And there's one special name, Eli Manning, that I'll mention a little later in this segment. But let's get the funny one out the way first. So the second year quarterback for the New York Jets, Sam Darnold, before Monday night's tilt against the Browns, he was slated to be out. And not just for this game, but for future games. They don't know how long for the kissing disease of mononucleosis. Now, okay, mind you, Donald is 23, I think, years old. So, yes, he's still young and he's still trying to, I guess, as James Earl Jones said in Coming to America, quote, soil his royal oats, close quote. Well, sow it away, brother, sow it away. Just try not to disease yourself in the process. 
His replacement, Trevor Simeon, he went down with a, I think it was a knee injury. He went down in that game with a, I believe, knee injury. And he's going to probably be out for the balance of this year himself. So now the Jets are down to their third string quarterback. Luke Falk, which is interesting. He's 24. He's in his second year in the NFL. He was drafted close to the same level in in the draft as one Thomas Brady. And it was around this time in Brady's career, calendar-wise, that he saw his first start as an NFL quarterback himself. September 30th, 2001 to be exact. Now, many have said, well, is this now going to be the new Tom Brady in terms of a guy who you didn't even know was on the radar, but all of a sudden he comes on the scene and he rescues a team that's 0-2, just like the Patriots were when Brady was inserted into the lineup in 2001? Chances are the answer to that question is no, but yeah, you never know. The Jets actually go to Foxborough and they play the Patriots this Sunday. Now, from the funny to the wincing but hilarious and probably feel good. So Nick Foles, he signed a four-year, $88 million contract to be the guy in Jacksonville. And he this would be the first job he had as his own in roughly, what, six years? But a funny thing happened. With a touchdown pass he threw in the second quarter in the very first game at home against the Chiefs, his collarbone was broken. And now he's out for the year. I find that a little funny, not the injury. I never, never find injury funny. But I find funny the fact that people would argue Foles over Wentz back when he was a Philadelphia Eagles quarterback because of health. We only got one full quarter through and who goes down with a health concern. Funny how things happen like that. So in his place is not just Jobs, who they gotten a trade from the Steelers no but it's one Gardner Minshew number 15 in your hearts number one in those in Pullman Washington yes the quarterback came from Washington State he is the guy who was the placeholder in place of Nick Foles and looks like he's done a pretty decent job of it and he's also been a character and a half I mentioned some of his exploits earlier in this episode Uh, Another would be he actually wore his self-performed cutting jorts representing his alma mater as he saw the Washington State Cougars go down to UCLA 67-63 Saturday night. But it looks like Jacksonville might have accidentally found their quarterback of the future and it may come at the expense of Nick Foles again. Ah, Poor Nick. So from there we go to New Orleans, where Drew Brees, who's been rather solid of a quarterback, he's had some injury concerns, but it's been few and far between. In the game against the Rams in the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, he dropped back to pass. He fired a shot. Aaron Donald was pressuring him. Aaron Donald, the two-time defending defensive player of the year, the defensive tackle du jour, probably the best defensive tackle of all time. I say possibly, because I could probably say Rachel White could be in that, that same category. Of the Rams pressured him Didn't sack him but pressured him Put his two hands in the air And in the natural throwing motion of Breeze Breeze thumb Came down and collided With one of Donald's arms So he had surgery on it This past week And he will be slated to be out 
six weeks, probably longer than that. Who knows? In his place is not Taysom Hill, but Teddy Bridgewater, who has an 11 win season under his belt. And many will remember the season in which he won 11 games because, well, they hosted a playoff game. This is when the Vikings were in between the Metrodome and U.S. Bank Stadium. So they were playing on the campus of University of Minnesota. So they hosted a playoff game against the Seahawks and one wide left kick from, what, 28 yards? Spelled the difference between the Vikings going on to the next round and the Vikings being eliminated from the playoffs. Well, unfortunately, that pretty much spelled the end for Bridgewater and to other teams he went. Now he gets his chance to start at least a few games for the Saints. And I think the Saints will be in good shape. Think about it. The Colts are in a similar position. Only thing is, Breeze hasn't retired. Luck did. But Jacoby Brissett sim- has similar, I, I believe, similar skill set as Bridgewater. So in my estimation, when you have a quarterback like a Bridgewater and a Brissett, who has the ability to be mobile, but doesn't rely on being mobile, relies on basically being a quarterback. What I believe you have to do is you have to, in my opinion, you have to double down on the physicality. Now, where I think the Colts have the Saints beat a little bit in this regard is that offensive line of the Colts is rather nasty. And when I say nasty for an offensive line, I say that in a good way. They're physical. They have a running game that's really, really good. So I think that can help them out. and That will help the defense out because they will probably play more time for possession and not have the defense out on the field. And that defense is a little faster than the Saints defense. However, I think the same can apply here. And they have the back to do it. The Colts do too in, in Marlon Mack. But the Saints have a back definitely. To me, top five in the NFL. Who can carry that load in one Alvin Kamara? What helps him is he has another back who can carry some of the load too in Latavius Murray. So they can do a two-headed monster thing. But just scale back being so hard in the two-headed monster realm. But I think if they were to commit more to the running game, it will help out the defense and it definitely will help out the quarterbacks. And we will see that as time goes on and you will see a team, both in the Colts and in the Saints, that will coalesce, come together and rally and say, we're going to do this in the Colts case for Jacoby. In the the Saints case, they'll say they'll do it for Teddy. And both guys are good guys. So I want to see them succeed on a grand scale. And then there is the injury news that really hit hard. Ben Roethlisberger, the two-time Super Bowl champion, injured his elbow later in the second quarter in Sunday's tilt in the 28-26 loss to the Seahawks. And that broken elbow will have him sidelined for the rest of the season. In his place is the former Oklahoma State fire thrower Mason Rudolph. Now, what I think they're going to do is I think they're going to really do commit to the running game. They have James Conner, a second-year running back who he hasn't really come to light yet in this season. But he's going to have to. And that defense is going to have to rely on him. And that offense is going to rely on him. And plus, you do have defenses that is king a little bit harder on Juju Smith-Schuster, the wide receiver who became the number one guy in the wide receiver realm for the Steelers. Tough sledding for all the teams involved, but the toughest of sledding comes again in the Meadowlands. We already talked about the Jets. We'll come full circle. We're going to talk about the Giants. Eli Manning, the two-time Super Bowl champ and the guy who has been the starter ever since 2004 
except for one game, has now been replaced by former Duke quarterback Daniel Jones. Now, they drafted the number six overall pick out of Duke this past April, and it was known that he was going to be the heir apparent. It was pretty much thought that it was going to take about a year for him to be in that role, but reports out of out of uh, Giants land <laughs> say that Jones is actually ahead of schedule, so they decided to pull the trigger and sit the 38-year-old Manning down to get the number six overall draft pick and their first round draft pick of this year on the field. Head coach Pat Shermer had this to say about all of what went down and how they have derived at at this decision. Quote, Eli and I spoke this morning. I told him that we are making a change and we're going with Daniel as a starter. I also talked to Daniel. Eli was obviously disappointed, as you would expect, but he said he would be what he has always been a good teammate and continue to prepare to help this team win games. Daniel understands the challenge at hand and he will be ready to play on Sunday. Close quote. What Daniel better be ready for is running his butt off because that offensive line is not going to do him any favors. Ask Saquon. (laughs) Ask the running back of the Giants. Yeah, it's going to be tough sledding for him. All of these teams, the Jets, the Colts, the Saints, the Steelers, and the Giants, and the Jaguars as well. They all have to be all hands on deck, and they all have to rally around their backup quarterback and really double down on all for one and next man up. But what I do know is that you see the most special of moments come from these situations where you see a guy who you didn't think was going to lead a team do just that and lead them to places that I don't even, I don't even think they thought they could achieve. So that's where we all are in this, the young NFL season of 2019. Now we can rave about Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes all we want. And they are wonderful. They've had a great two games thus far, but the NFL season really has taken a turn for the team. Because there's many teams who are relying on unproven sources to bring them from one place to another. If you happen to like this episode or any episode that you have heard thus far, the subscribe button is flashing like a neon sign. Click it and subscribe to Coalsports with a Z dot com. Now, do you want exclusive content content that only you, the VIP gets not even the outside world gets to hear it? Well, join the Patreon page and you can find how you join it on Coalsports with a Z dot com. If you feel the need to say something, please do so and say it with your chest. Click on to that link, that box where you see it at ColdSportsWithAZ.com. Now, if you don't want to say it with your chest with voice, but you want to do so via words, well, you can reach us via email. Click that box that says email ColdSportsWithAZ, and I will read your email on air. That's at ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You want to hear this voice on voiceovers and commercials? You've heard a few of the commercials on this show. Well, 
This voice is not hard to find. Click on the coldsportswithaz.com and we'll take care of that for you. Now, do you feel the need to put forth a take that's classy, that's respectful of others, that's passionate but intelligent? Well, join the Cold Sports VIP room. We have room for you. That's at coldsportswithaz.com. You want to hear guest appearances that this voice and this brand has made. You can find that on coldsportswithaz.com. And do you want to heal from heartbreak and loss? Or you want to hear how this gentleman gets interviews done? You can find that information and more at CoSportsWithAZ.com. That's CoSportsWithAZ.com. You can check out me and all of this wonderful brand on ColdSportsWithAZ.com. And it really does not matter where you listen to me, when you listen to me, or how you do. I just want you to do these three simple things. Love yourself with all your heart, mind, spirit, and soul. And also love your neighbor as yourself. Then tell a friend to tell a friend about this particular program. And enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson. And this is... You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson.